When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hill and I'm back after a outrageous week in which I went to see the 50 Shades of Grey premiere instead of hosting this very podcast. But you did a magnificent job as ever, Josh. Thank you. Did you enjoy it? Um, well, I haven't seen 50 Shades no, of Grey. No, I mean, you enjoyed the podcast. Oh, the yeah. podcast. Yeah, it was excellent. We had three new people doing the podcast. Yeah. Potentially the first time ever. I That's exhausting. I was time. quite glad I wasn't here because I find that meeting new people is just too much. Is it? Yeah. But they were all mates of yours, weren't they? Or were they? No. Um, well, there was Graham Kukain from Frank PR. Oh, yeah. We yeah. had Michael Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, and then why has my mind gone completely blank? That's outrageous. It's not an unusual. Person. No, yeah. to the third person, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, today we've got two magnificent guests. We have Trevor Harris. Sports commentator. Hi. Is that fair? You commentate on sport, I you? do commentate yeah. on sport. Um, and you've got magnificent mic technique already, I can tell, but you're kind of the exact number of inches away from the mic you need to be. Oh, Josh is right. I apologise, Nigel yeah. Mitchell, the voice of Arsenal. Oh, of was course, with us. Nigel Mitchell, the voice And then, of do you know what's so funny? Just to interrupt, I'm sorry, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, go on. Is that we made a joke on the show about how. You know, everyone enjoys his half-time interview with yeah. ex-players, and it was brilliant the other the other week with Ian Wright and Lee Dixon. Yeah, and I said, "Well, why can you tell us who's coming on Sunday?" And he refused to do it on the grounds that very occasionally the player doesn't make it or uh, there's a problem. Yeah. and then on Sunday, yeah. when Chris White was announced as being about to do an interview, he never it never came up, and apparently the microphone went down. Well, that's I've got something else interesting. So I tweeted that. him. What, what well, I might as well say it now. But let's, let's let's welcome Gareth the Bear Parker. The Bear, bear is back. The Bear too. They've got the two bears here. Your bear as well, aren't you? Yes, some, generally to my friends and family. Bear. But thanks for sharing that with everyone. <laughs> well, it's been said before on the post. It's not a secret. Yeah, Ben's no. called you Bear. Ben but he says Bear with no the. Whereas I think... Yes, we've got the, the bear. bear. De- definite yeah. article. Definite article. So oh. we've got bear and the bear, which is very exciting. Double bear I'll, situation. I'd right. just like to make it clear I have no bear connections no. whatsoever. No, no, no me. Boys? I'm more of a cub. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, what I was going to say about the halftime thing, yes. right, in, in the um, cup game. We'll talk about the cup game properly. I was in New York at the weekend, so I went to watch it on TV in my hotel room. I could have gone to the Blind Pig. Like, other, like Darren Arsenal was there. Darren Arsenal won, the legend from Twitter. He was snowed out. He couldn't get his flight back because of the snow in New York. So he had to stay in and went to sit in the... He was talking to, I was talking to him about whether we were going to watch it. I had fully intended to get up and go and see at the Blind Pig with him and all the fast fans. But I was, had such a, I was up till 4am the night before. And so I sat in my hotel and watched it. And weirdly, on, on Fox 2 in America, which is the channel it was on when I was watching it, 
in half time they just show the stadium and kind of people wandering ambient around noise. ambient noise awesome. and people milling around it's so weird and then eventually like the commentator goes so let's look at some highlights from the it's really odd it's like they don't have it's actually better than Warren Barton yeah which is another option well exactly definitely better than Warren it's, Barton it's basically what's called the world feed is that what most, it is thank you most companies right, okay. are expected to put in you know, their own presentation right. at half time right but obviously Fox didn't bother how so interesting they, they just got the world feed well, thanks, thanks, it's thanks, a wide shot locked on a wide thank shot thank god you're here to explain well we should clarify Trevor is a you know international world travel commentator right, yeah. so it could have been you com- have you ever commentated for American TV uh, I've commentated for many world feeds I right. didn't do that particular okay. game but okay. that's you basically you wrap up at half time like yeah. 30 seconds or whatever yeah. then you stop and they'll put a wide shot out, and yeah. then they'll say, right, cue in some highlights, yeah. which is what you do. Yeah. But we normally expect that most takers will have their own presentation yeah. set up. It was like something went wrong. We were obviously gripped by the halftime shenanigans. <laughs> anyway, yes, Have you Josh. ever been just having a casual chat and realised that's been on air somewhere at halftime? <laughs> ha- must have happened sometime. I can honestly say to you, no. Wow. And that's because it's about, when you mentioned it a minute ago, mic discipline, <laughs> microphone discipline. Yeah. Yes. I, there's a button that turns it off, and it's like sure. ingrained in me. I, or It's like looking in your car, always do it because the one time you don't is the time you'll say something you don't want people yeah, to hear it's the time you go all Ron Atkinson go, exactly yeah, yeah. Mm, impressive not that Trevor would ever go Ron Atkinson never no, please God no. No. no no so we've got that so we talk about the cup game in full um, we, we were there I was there both yep. of you yeah, yeah. Yep. while I was watching it on TV in my hotel room in New York uh, we'll talk about the exciting FA Cup final draw and the implications <laughs> for that and, the, and it's being played on the Monday night and all of that and there's, have you seen the Arsenal news today? They're putting up a train. Um, yeah, I, mean, I was going to look that up before the pod started. What the, time's the train? Board? A train. Are you coming? Trains, I think, pretty much straight back after the game. Sounds 450 good. fans can go, come back. That it? 450? Yeah. Our allocation's going to be like 9,000 yeah. yeah. for the FA Cup. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, the rest of people When does that go on sale? I'm going to do it now. I'll get my <laughs> okay. phone up. Check it out. Yeah, Check while it. you talk, I'm um, We're talking about motivational talk. This incredible story that actor Sebastian Foucan, who apparently starred in Casino Royale, visited London Colney to give a motivational talk to our players. I'm fascinated by that. Oh, let's talk about that Chelsea incident, the extraordinarily outrageous, racist Chelsea Outrageous, because it's a shock. Mm, I'm all right, maybe not a shock, but uh, the implications, and also the, what, the, what happened to us when we were at Arsenal. Um, where were we? Anderlecht. Anderlecht, that's it. Um, Olivier Giroud winning most handsome man in the Premier League. We'll Sexiest man. I'd like to clarify oh. that. Thanks for that clarification. I can't well, believe... So, well, hold on. Go on. When I saw that Giroud had won that, yeah. why was Phil Jones not... Because to me... <laughs> steady, steady right. on. Gareth requested that, make the... Uh, <laughs> well, that story. Well, no, I, though, also, I also... That, that's not entirely true. <laughs> right. that, that was the caveat to the... And I would like it to be known, because I'm often pointed out later in the day when I've been wrong about a player, that I have been uh, championing Giroud's cause for a long time. Oh, that's the why. That's why. To, so it's did, you, catch on. did you see that wonderful headline that the Sun printed in the match report to the Arsenal-Borough game? No. Magnificent. It, it had a, a like little music notes around oh, something it. So to the left it was me, a yeah. cheat song, and it was like, well back to the left of me, Sanchez to the right, stuck in the middle, Giroud. Oh, that's that's, been, a fail, that's been a failed chant for yes. a long time. <laughs> but no, it was a great headline. That's a good headline. Great I'm headline. impressed. Never quite catches on. This outrageous story that um, Cazorla might go to um, Atletico Madrid, we've got to talk about that. The goalkeeping situation. Uh, we'll shoot him in a return and Chris Spurs on Saturday and Monaco on uh, Wednesday, even though actually there's a slight possibility we might do another podcast before then. Anyway, Josh, what, have, have you found the things yes, yet? Yes, I found a tweet from Rob Harris, oh, yeah. who's a, the established journalist. Yeah. And he has said that, that yeah. Arsenal are putting on a charter train for fans to return from any United FA Cup quarterfinal. It'd be £20 standard return 
What a fantastic bargain that is. But bad news if you booked your train yesterday, about £120 for those. I know a couple of people that did. Yeah. Are there any trains though? So you can't get back in time. You can't though. get back, can you? 9.15 is the last people train back. Go overnight, you know, yeah. they thought they had no option. Right, yeah. or coaches, I must have coaches. And we've been allocated 8,600 tickets. So wow. this is the thing. Yeah. There is... That it's, on, it's televised, that's the reason. Yeah. And BBC. I was genuinely thinking of going yeah. and then realised that really it's a bit of a slog, it's a Monday night, can't be bothered, so I'm going to watch it on TV. So I think they've won. Well, I think that, that's the intention. The thing, they, the want, thing, they want as many people as possible to watch it on telly. The thing and is, I'm going to watch it on telly I mean, because the, the, I can't go. The capacity at Ultra is about 75,000. So you take nine off that, that gives you 66. And of that 66, and this hasn't been mentioned, at least 30,000 United fans will be coming from London. So they're going to have exactly <laughs> the same problem. Yeah, that's true. They're going there to be was a whole thing, train. There was a whole story about the Manchester United Arsenal Sports Association, or Manchester Arsenal Sports Association, sorry. Wasn't there? Arsenal fans. There is that group of Arsenal fans based in yes, Manchester. That's they, the bike of <laughs> who were talking they've all about got jackets they've all got jackets yeah. and they were talking about how they're going to get hold of their tickets and yeah so I mean that is obviously you, I'm going I'm putting it out there you I'm go. going now, you're all welcome but, uh, to address your point Gareth it, what they want is what they actually want is for these cup games and the, in, the interesting thing for me now is it's BBC that's fucking yeah. us around to, to uh, yeah. producersly swear as we do in this podcast um, well you do I do yeah I don't kind of care um, and Forcing us to play on the Monday night run. Right? It's usually Sky, but Sky's been having so two, my, Sky's been having Monday night games for years, and people haven't complained about that much. And there must have been games where you know we've had to play in the north. And but it was so, also it was also it's, it's a selection policy. So the idea is the fixtures were announced, obviously yeah. they were drawn, not yeah. even announced, they were drawn, and then between the two um, TV channels there was yep. the decision made to, I think yep. I think BBC get first dibs don't yes, they? They do. so certainly at this stage I know it changes around I'm working with BT Sport at the moment so I'd rather the higher profile game was uh, BT Sport because um, I might be on it BT um, Sport the new home of um, what's his name is, 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 is Townsend going <laughs> I believe oh, so yeah you have to drop the Clive <laughs> thing but the um, <laughs> with, with this yeah. it makes no sense because yes it's about Television, but surely they're so bound by kickoff times and these new kickoff times. So, the late game on a Saturday, I think, is the the the, the Midlands derby, the Villa West Brom. Villa West Brom. Now, that is surely the one from Monday night because they're quite close. So, it, there the was reason, no, there was, no you, in terms of geographically, completely yeah. correct. But unfortunately, the BBC make a decision right which which game is going to rate higher. Yeah. And, and, and the Monday slot always rates yeah, higher than, the, than a, the Saturday team. Does it really? Oh, yeah, of course. By a long Monday, way. Monday, in by a long EastEnders, way. it's the EastEnders slot. So they, 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 put, they have to put off EastEnders, which gets, what, 8, 9, 10 million people. And instead they put on football, which also will get 8 million viewers. So if it's a be, big game. That must be, I mean, again, it's about supply and demand. So there's going to be Friday games next season, isn't there? I know. Things are season time. after is next. season after I think, next? yeah. Yeah, because then again, that's that's there's got to be. A, and they've had a couple a of Friday Cup it. games. Already. Yeah, we had the Coventry yeah. game. Didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. We? I mean, the thing I, about the, sorry, sorry, go on. No, my, all the point to just to address Gareth, who if they won, I think what their their dream scenario for the FA and the BBC and everything is this. This exactly what's happened. So the dream scenario is they get a huge game, they can put on Monday night, and they'll get a massive audience, and it's so big that fans of both teams will want to go and see it and be there. So there won't be... It will be look full, and enough Arsenal fans will make the trek, like heroic Josh, mm. and, and, and just do whatever they have to do. So it's like, this is the dream. This is why BBC have spent so much money getting the FA Cup back. It, it'll, be it, exactly. it'll, it'll be a sellout. Exactly. It will be a sellout. You know, yeah. I, it feels like you have to understand it. If you were in charge of BBC Sport... And that game got yeah. the biggest audience. Like that mad, slot yeah. got the biggest. You'd be mad not to. But, but then the, F, the FA haven't safeguarded, and that's the thing for me. The idea is, but they can't. They can. They they could have vetoed it. 
They could have vetoed it, and they have the, the power trouble of veto, is once you they... accept the money from the BBC yeah. for, for yeah. To, to you know for the rights, exactly. yeah. and you can't got, then got dictate no, got no sponsor, who plays. Well. I actually think a bigger problem, halfway. without getting into it in too much, I think a bigger problem is our frankly appalling public transport system. Any company worth That's their true. sort, knowing that there's, there's eight, nine thousand potential rail travellers yeah. coming back from Manchester, at 10, 10 30. They could have put on four or five trains, they could have made a lot of money. I'm pleasantly surprised there's no engineering works. <laughs> And, yeah, I agree with you. That is the issue. And, and, yeah, go on. I should say the news from Arsenal is yeah. that train tickets will be £30 in first class oh, right. my go. and £20 standard class. Right. I mean, there might be people who just want to go to Manchester for the day we're getting bored. <laughs> yeah, that's really cheap. I might go. £30 first class. I love Manchester. <laughs> yes. This is fantastic. You yeah. get like little nibbles and a cup yeah. of tea. No, that's a bargain, right? Fantastic. I'm going, going online later. I think I've got a thing that night. So anyway, well, I think we've covered that in full detail. So yeah, well, the, 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 ga- the game itself. The sure. bigger worry, the, though, the, the Borough game? The, yeah, the, the Borough game. game. No, 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 we haven't covered that. The Borough game, what was it like? I mean, it fe- what was the atmosphere like? First? We felt like a complete... Of, you know, after comfortable. Com- very comfortable. So yes. comfortable. The that- word professional was used. Oh. Yeah, it was yeah, com- mm. my, one of my favourite types of win, a comfortable win. It was just bloodless, wasn't it? I mean, Middlesbrough never looked like easy. scoring until they hit the post in the last minute when it was too late. Yeah. And we kind of, in the second half, realised that there was no threat yeah. and we just knocked the team around and cruised through the game. The team selection was exciting in terms of... Yeah. They had obviously paid heed to the warning of, of, of Borough's result at City and the forward five, when I saw the team sheet, was, it, it, that, that's something to sort of make you salivate in terms mm. of the, the, the Ozil's, the, the Sanchez's linking up, uh, Giroud as the fulcrum and we had a very, because we had a very attacking team out there and in a way it just, just dominated so they didn't really, really get a kick and I think that for me it was pleasing because it was so professional. I think Henry Winter wrote in the, in the paper the following day it was like an afternoon stroll on Hampstead Teeth. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, and that was quite apt, I thought. That's yeah. I was going to make a joke about how Steve. Yeah, I was going to say. That, I'm, 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 pulling, I'm holding back. Yeah. I was about okay. to do that. Go <laughs> on, oh, you do it. Well, it no, I thought easy. I thought that would have been more appropriate if we'd played Fulham because then, of course, we'd have given the cottagers good going oh! over. Oh. Anyway, look, moving on. Moving on. The other thing that's on the menu, which I really wanted to discuss, because actually, when Josh sent this round earlier on, it says debut from uh, Gabriel Palista got booked, but otherwise fine. And my comment was going to be that was what I was happiest with him about. That when I, that's when I turned to my what, friends. They got and went, booked. Yeah, no, in terms of the the, the mean street. The, the, yeah, the fact is there yeah. was a cynicism. Yeah. There was there was a professionalism again in that in uh, not uh, trying to kind of play football. It was like, do you know what? I'm going to take a yellow card for the team here. Having put on before that and after that, a very assured. Yes, he didn't have a lot against him, but a no. very assured. He's very very comfortable with the ball at his feet. He's very tenacious. He seems to read the game very well. He looks very much in the mould of Koscielny. Someone said this to me when we signed him, that he's a very similar player, which excites me, apart from the fact that hopefully it's not, they can't play in the same team together. But they certainly did well against an admittedly limited team on, on Sunday. I think he did absolutely fine, but I mean, the jury's out, isn't it? Yeah. You need to see him against, you know, a decent standard of opposition and make a judgement. Yeah, I thought the comments from, um, from the manager ahead of the game, talking about how he doesn't speak regular English, English thing, yeah, was, yeah. was quite interesting. It was kind of like, as if it was some sort of surprise, as in he might have forgotten his English since he went first to dis- make discussions with him. But surely they ju- that's just a matter of like, you know, getting well, up Kishelny, to speak famously struggled with the communication early on. And, and yeah, and he actually still is 
when you're pitch side, you realise how quiet the team is, but particularly how quiet he is. He's not a talker. So when, when I saw the team sheet, I was surprised because I actually thought Palisa or Gabriel or whatever we're going to call him. Um, no, you have to call him Gabriel. Gabriel. Tim Stillman gets, Tim gets, Stillman gets <laughs> very upset. It's Gabriel, <laughs> not Palisa. Don't, don't want to upset yeah, um, gets very upset. Tim. With, with, with that, I thought they might have Mertesacker there to, to talk him through his first game almost, but maybe if he wouldn't understand, there's no bloody point anyway. One, one of the things you said, Gareth, about um, being excited by the, the front five, I agree with that. Hmm. But do you know the name on that team sheet that I was most pleased to see, and it wasn't anyone who plays up front, was Kieran Gibbs. Hmm. I hmm. do not understand why Gibbs is not the first choice left back. Okay, rest him occasionally. But Monreal apparently had got in front of him in the queue. I can't see that, and I hope that Gibbs now stays Which, there. Well, there's a whole cult following for Monreal, isn't there now? I don't know saying, why. Do, I do you know what? He's, he's, he's improved a lot this season and yeah. I think if you go we're talking, we're talking about Aspina Chesney later on and I think it's very much the same thing there which is someone Gibbs had switched off a couple of times he had struggled he has made a balsa wood and chewing gum which isn't a great thing for professional footballer and his injury record is poor and certainly we can talk about Ramsey's hamstring issues um, etc but Gibbs reoccurring issues uh, concerning but okay. then Monreal gets a run in the team and isn't to be dropped until I think he, gets a, he plays badly and to be fair he's put in a couple of very very good performances at left back and I think that he struggled out of position, admittedly, on a few occasions. But even then, it wasn't fashionable to say it. But he did all right at centre-half. No, he's not a first-choice left-back. Gibbs he did all right. But, but, but yeah. the fact is that he's, he's not disgraced himself in the left-back slot mm. to a point which deserves dropping. So in a way, it's showing a bit of faith in him. He hasn't let the team down. And I think Gibbs is the first-choice left-back, fitness-dependent. I thought he was good, Gibbs, obviously, and did very well for the goal. Yeah. You know, that ball he took from Kazora and then just put it absolutely perfect for Giroud. I think he has to stay in the team. I really hope so. I think Monreal's been great, and it's kind of been one of the successes of the season, actually, Monreal's development, and Bellerin coming almost from, from nowhere and not being expected to be a big part of the team this year and, and looking so assured and confident. But it's time to go back to now what and I think is our best player we've at left got, back. I agree, Joe. We've got big game. I mean, Palace is a tough game. Yeah. Monaco is a tough game. QPR away is going to be... A t- we struggle there. We've not got a great record no. there. Yeah. We, you know, we've still... We've got Chelsea coming. We've got Liverpool coming. You, know, you have not, to play your best side. I'm going to play devil's it. advocate here then because you're saying about the tough game, the tough game... Monreal's a fighter he's not as technically adept and he's certainly not as good going forward as Gibbs but they're the sort of games where you need positional sense they're the ones when you need and actually he is he is more coached he is clearly not playing on his instincts so much. Yes, Gibbs is a much better footballer, but actually in the sort of tenacity element and the, the fact of maybe if it's back to the walls, you want someone there. I'm just, this is don't, don't, I don't, Yeah, it's very... Uh, I, don't regard, um, I don't regard Monreal as a safe kind of positional player. Nor do I. Player at all. I, I see him out of position on an almost constant basis. Fuck the devil and his advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Gibbs is safe. I, I think Gibbs, I think Gibbs used there. to have this, have this yeah, problem had issue, yeah. where, where diagonal balls would be played over him yeah. and, he was, and he was in trouble. Yep. I think he's rectified that I to agree. a large degree. It's been unlucky with injuries. I get that he's injury prone, yeah. yes. But when he's fit, it should it's just all, be it's also, it's also a shape thing for us, isn't it? In that we do play a high-risk game with our fullbacks. in that there is a lot of space behind them a lot of the time because they are, they are bombing forward. So a lot of the time they can look hideously out of position when actually that's part of the remit. They're meant to be there. They're adding an extra, mm. extra element to the attack. So when the ball, as you say, diagonally goes over his head, it might be that he's just come back from another, another attacking foray. Yeah, Do, it felt on. just in the in the Leicester game yeah, we, that actually their successes were really coming down both both flanks and, and constantly. And I think Monreal had a had a tough night. Um, and against Mahrez, Mahrez, you could play Mahrez, very good player. Do we think? Can I ask a question? Do we think that that incredible attacking lineup that you mentioned in in the in the cup game, Kazola, Sanchez, Ozil, Welbeck, Giroud? Do you think Wenger's going to 
keep that kind of lineup going in the in the league games? I really, or do you really think, hope you know, so. It's going to be absolutely fascinating, yeah, it is, isn't it? And it's going to yeah. need Copeland to be at the top of his game. Because you've got, you got Walcott, obviously, championing yeah. a bit. So you could substitute Walcott for Welbeck, couldn't you, easily? Like they're kind yeah. Of... And, and what happens... Uh, Will Shuey expects to be on the bench this weekend. I think that's an obvious one, but to come on and then... He'll come on. Like, Ramsey's out for a while, so I think he'll sit alongside Copeland um, in think? midfield. And then, yeah, then, then there will be... And Cazorla... Yeah, goes there and then when you play uh, Ozil, I, I think he could. I think, here, he could I think he could swap in with with Ozil to be honest for someone because yeah. I. I mean, I like Ozil and I really want him to succeed at oh, Arsenal. Man, you're I about thought they were. Out here. There were a Ooh. few moments. No, no, hang on. There were a few. <laughs> uh, there were a few moments in the uh, Middlesbrough game. One lovely moment where he produced a great trick to get past a fullback, and I'm thinking oh, that's what I want to see. Yeah. But still. I'm not 100% convinced. He still looks to me to have the same problem that he had before his injury. Ooh. Lightweight. Ooh. He's lightweight into, uh, physically. I don't, mean, I, don't mean, I don't mean technique-wise. What I'm saying is he gets knocked off the ball way too easily and it's still a problem. You've not seen any improvement? Because like, some people have no, been I saying have. he's I, bolts up. I think, he's yeah. been, I think he's been much better and much more consistently. And I think he's also been strong. He's put on a lot of... He's put on nearly a stone right. since, since he's injured. Is that a fact? He, yeah, weighed, he weighed, weighed him in and weighed him Gareth, out. Gareth, that's amazing. <laughs> Gareth hides <laughs> out. In, it's a Neil Battenfield fact. Gareth, <laughs> Gareth hides out in the waiting room. That's, I mean, in the, in the no, waiting room. On a serious note, for a professional sportsman to have that physical change is presumably yeah. a big thing. He, got put, he, he, he recognised, it was recognised by the club that that was his biggest shortfall, um, certainly yeah. in, in adapting to the, to the league. The other thing, and we didn't help him in this, is his average, I think, is 67 minutes average length of time mm. on pitch before he signed for us. So the fact that we flogged him because we had to didn't help him in that terms of physicality thing. The reason I, I joke that we're going to fall out, I've, I've already got a lot of love for you, Trevor, but the, the, um, the, I, I think, actually, for all the hullabaloo around Sanchez and Giroud is playing phenomenally well at the moment... The, Cazorla. Cazorla. The only way to stop Cazorla at the moment is to foul him. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he is, and it's that fact that he can go off either foot. And we, yeah. mm. Anyway, that's all agreed. Who makes us tick when we're going forward is Ozil. When you look at the first person that Cazorla looks for is Ozil. It's not Sanchez. It's Ozil because it's a metronomic element of he can... The pass he played to Walcott in that Leicester game, no other player in our team could have played that pass. And it's those little lock... I think last season, despite him having a bad season, he created more chances in the Premier League than anyone bar, I think, David Silva. I, I would... Walcott, and, and, and that, for me, but I think he's yeah. played poorly. I think he did go massively off the boil for us last he, he got, season. It was for whatever reason. It was the there, would be, there would be times where he'd be standing there and like the ball would come to him and, it would, and he'd let, it would go off. It would, it, it would, you know, it'd go off the field, and we couldn't even control it. Like I, I think since he's been back, I think that's the Cazorla we hoped we'd get when we bought him. Ozil, sorry, Cazorla. The Ozil we'd hoped we'd get when we bought him. And on Saturday, from what I was watching on TV, I thought he was man of the match because he had so many yeah, moments he's, where he's beautiful. He did take creating so much play. I actually thought it was Cazorla and Cazorla's pass for the first goal. The passes of the season. I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, sure that Cazorla and Ozil can both do those passes. I think Ozil could learn a lot from Cazorla in terms of how to ride challenges. He's got a lot lower centre of gravity though, Cazorla. But too often. And Giroud is guilty of this as well. I'm going to talk about him later. He's guilty of this. It's not just the fact that they get knocked off the ball that irks me. It's the fact that they stay on the ground and make these meowing appeals to the referee when it's not a foul. In England, that's not a foul. They've not been kicked. They've just been eased off the ball. You have to be strong enough. I still don't think he's... Technique-wise, I'm a fan. I still don't think he's quite strong enough. I, I, I'm the, the thing, and actually I'm quite glad you didn't say it, because it's the thing that really, really 
really rankles with me is that lots of people around me in the crowd get annoyed with Ozil when he looks like he doesn't care. Yeah, I agree with and that. And that really frustrates me because actually, do you know what? I'd rather have a Berbatov than a Robbie Savage every day of the week. And actually, oh, for sure. uh, well, yeah. But, but no, but it's that sense of, no, no, you get, you get, I'd, the rather, I'd rather have Robbie a Sanchez Savage. than a Berbatov. <laughs> I'd rather have Sanchez and cause all of them Berbatov. Yes, but at the same time. So there is a middle ground. You, know, there are, you don't have but to Sanchez, go full Savage. San- Sanchez, the worst touch of the game on Sunday was against the best of two. Sanchez is cost, he's, he's a high risk player and he played a played an outrageous back here where a lot of the rest of the team were very angry at him mm. and there is yeah, Sanchez isn't untouchable Sanchez oh, does no. make mistakes and it, but yeah that tenacity but he, he works has. so hard though he That's does work very hard I just think Sanchez is more of a, I, I agree with you he does do a few things in wrong areas but I think he is more of a te- potential match winner than Ozil is at the mm, moment, personally. Your comment earlier on about Podolsky getting a certain amount of caps for Germany also rings true with Ozil. Ozil mm. is a, a core part of that team. Yeah. And, and, and for me, I think that I'm just, yeah, yeah. He, he is who I'm most excited about at Arsenal at the moment. Josh, just, I'm just imagining how good they could all be after this motivational talk this week. Ah, <laughs> yeah, let's go on to the real story of the week. Seamless. Seamless. Sebastian Foucault. I want to know who Sebastian Foucault played in Casino. I'm a huge James Bond fan. I've Wait. watched Casino Royale about and ten the, times. Who who did you blame? Look him up. You carry on. You well, I was going to say this is the moment to say that we can watch you on oh, over yeah. the weekend because of oh, the Oscars. Yeah. Of That's true. If you if you are a film fan and you're going to stay up and watch the Oscars on um, Sunday night, Trevor, interested? Um, I Starts probably, at one thirty a.m. It's about the same time as the Cricket World Cup, so probably be. Oh, on. okay. Sorry. Oh, f- well, flicking, <laughs> flicking, <laughs> flicking, um, yeah, flicking. Yeah, me and um, me and uh, uh, Zoe Ball and Alex Zane. And I think Alexa Chung's going to be there talking about the fashions, Gareth. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about the Oscars all night. Thanks, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, it's 87th, um, 87th, 87th Annual Academy yeah. Awards. Correct. Who, who's going to win Best Picture? Quickly, is it Birdman or Boyhood? That's a very the, good the, question. Very, can, oh, can we just talking? genuinely have? No, no, sorry. No, no. I'm, I genuinely was interested. Just a, a quick. 30 um, right now, I'd say Boyhood, but it's really close. It's really close. Really yeah. close. Because this is supposed to be. I mean, we're going way off topic here, but it's one of the closest battles in recent very years. Very close. And Best Picture, Best Actor, similar. Yeah, very, very close between. I did um, my research. Yeah, well done. Time. That's good. Nice. So I'm looking up this Sebastian Foucan guy. Yes. What happened in this in this ludicrous situation? Well, no, they, they, there was just this picture that, that came out of him in the middle of the, the entire squad, and even Abu Diaby made possibly his first appearance of the season. Diaby was in this picture, and it's young, amazing, he was fit enough to get there. Um, absolutely incredible. Yeah. And young Christian Bielik was in the, in this picture. Oh, ah, well. I know who he is. He's the free runner at the beginning of Casino Royale. So if you think Casino Royale. Um, there's this, the whole foot. He does parkour. Yeah, there's this parkour. Where you've got a motivational speech from someone that runs the around. Whole, have you bit. seen Casino Royale? Trevor? I have. Maybe yeah. that's so purely to inspire Ozil. The whole. <laughs> Yeah, the whole opening bit is, is free running. And he, he's the guy who does that. Oh, he is brilliant, yeah. He's, uh, he's amazing. They run a, on a crane and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm impressed now. Okay. Yeah, well, it's an interesting um, guy to get I'm in. so impressed. I've dropped it. Fasc- fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, this is an in vogue thing, isn't it? I mean, I remember the last Ryder Cup. They got uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, didn't they, to give some kind of oh, yeah, rousing did, talk. Yes. And I was listening to, I think it was, um, might have been Darren Clark or one of them saying the other day that what Ferguson spoke about to them was not, you know, well, I've won X titles. It was more about how to deal with being favourites. Because obviously when he was yes. at United, they were mm. favourites nine times out of ten. And our Ryder Cup team were favourites. And it's how, how to, mentally how to deal with that, which I thought was fascinating. So that's fascinating. What a bloke <laughs> that runs about a bit on buildings can tell our team, I'm not but entirely sure about Gareth, because obviously Hector <laughs> Bellerin... So Do you see what Hector, <laughs> Hector Bellerin, Bellerin tweeted? Oh, because he's very quick. Maybe he's in... Yeah. Oh, this, this Bellerin tweet is great. Read it out. Go on. He's written, 
work in silence and let your success make the noise. So all, all I'm saying about that is Hector Bellerin is an injury doubt for this weekend. Oh, okay. And some chap that does dangerous you running came into the club running. in the week. Uh, mate, he was trying some parkour. Is that That's what you think happened? Saying. Parker claim Parker's park, anti-parkour. Park, park. There is a, there is Trevor, a, if, you, if, you, um, if, if you went by the motto, work in silence, and let I, success, I wouldn't have any that work. wouldn't work, would it? I wouldn't have any work. No. I was thinking, actually, there is a connection between, between James Bond and football. I mean, I was thinking, oh, well, if you were casting Goldfinger, obviously Ryan Atkinson would be yeah. your man. But the one I thought of, if you remember <laughs> Blofeld, sure. as in the Donald Pleasance, yes. I think Daniel Levy oh, would yeah. be perfect. Stroke in a white cap. Because, you know, Spectre, obviously, the, yeah. the, the absolute antithesis of evil. Yes. And Spurs obviously evil it, it would be perfect yeah. but yeah which is the Bond villain that's obsessed with money and all of them <laughs> oh yeah so money uh, Daniel and, Le- Daniel Levy and could, world domination so Dan- Daniel Levy is the ideal Bond yeah. villain then. yeah yeah. Uh, to get him a cat he could stroke and it'd be perfect yeah that'd be brilliant um, and with enough comedic uh, element to, 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 to <laughs> this make could it be, I could talk about James Bond all night frankly I just want to say I was wearing my I don't know why I just thought of this you said just now that reminded me of it when I was in New York I was wearing my Arsenal um, Wenger style coat Did you, my you Puma with the zip, with the zip. With the zip, right. not full length. Not, I don't go the full Wenger length, right. but it's kind of. Well, it the warmest, no no the, offense, boy, but that probably wouldn't work. No, it, but it's the warmest <laughs> coat I have, and it was free. It's the coldest day in New York for twelve years on on Sunday. What was the temperature? It was like minus twenty with a windshield factor of another ten. It was right. like minus thirty. Effectively, it was wow. unbelievable. They were telling people not to leave their homes, right? But I, of course, I went out in my van coat, and I was walking up, literally walking up Broadway, and this little gang of young kids, well, they were like teenagers, spotted me, and I was thinking, oh, like, what's going on there? They started singing anti-Spurs songs to me. It was, it was great a moment. Yeah, anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Oh. And next, we're talking of people. Yes, being Chelsea abused. fans. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking abused. of songs abusing. They were people. celebrating. Yes, um, this, this is poetry in motion today. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. It's good. It's good yeah. all round. Awesome Sabres. It's almost like Gareth, we're prepared. I feel you, Gareth. Of all people, have got something interesting to say about this <laughs> Chelsea racism situation. Uh, well, yeah, um, yeah, I do. But it's it's oh, it's not a surprise. It's not a shock. Um, do you think Chelsea fans are more racist than any other fans? Yeah, well, no, th- so there is, th- no, not all Chelsea fans, so it's that tarnished with the same brush. No, not that's, that's, that's unfair, and I think that lots of people jumped on it going, oh, Chelsea are a racist club. They're not a racist club. There are huge swathes of their support that are. Um, Combat 18 has played a big part in their history. They are still the only club that um, I've seen National Front leaflets handed out at. They're still, they remain to this day. Um, I, I'm, I've got to say, my view on Chelsea fans is coloured, but coloured might not be the right word to use here because. I've had two horrible instances with Chelsea fans where um, a black friend of mine was attacked. Um, instead of me, um, uh, they ran past me to get to him. Uh, and they remain to the day the only group of fans that have punched my blind brother whilst holding a white oh stick. So God. there is an element of... There, there is a nasty element. Yes, there are nasty elements every mm. club, but there is, it, it's that Millwall with money adage, isn't it? And I think that uh, f- when I saw it, I, it's just... I think I very rarely tweet these days for various political matters but the fact is it just it was just just here's Chelsea Football Club because it is it does sum up a big part of their support I yeah. think the first I mean the first thing to say is it was utterly disgusting abhorrent yeah. and the second thing to say is and to be fair to Chelsea they have they have come out and said right if we find these people yeah. we will take action against them yeah. they can't really do much more than that they said they deplored the incident I mean what else can they do no, I'm saying it's the club itself yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean the, the fact is they make hissing sounds against Tottenham I don't know parts of our fans do as well but there's a far more audible and they have a Jewish owner like the, the, yeah. there is something ridiculously oh, well they still, did, they still did the Munich 58 yeah. stuff even after Matthew Hardy here's my theory 
I think that every major club, and I include us in that, and we experienced it when we were in Andelect yeah, with the hissing sound, I think every major club gets a hardcore of nutters who go to big European away games, and particularly yeah, ones yeah. that are quite close, that aren't that expensive to go to. Mm. Oh, a lot of them don't have tickets. I mean, they are fans of that team. They're just the hardcore, horrible, nasty, who pride themselves. Like, the, whole, the whole reason for living is to be horrible and nasty and as disgusting as possible. And I think these are an example of those fans. But I do think every club has them. I, know, I, I hate... I mean, I think Ch- Chelsea have issues. I think the John Terry issues about, you know, chanting in favour of John Terry's racism. Well, the guy that, who was on the radio pathetic. defending the, their yes. actions, saying he also pushed, they also pushed a woman off the train as well, which is nice. That was in Barnbury. But, but, but he then was seen to have tweeted something about John Terry's yeah. racist, he's, he's racist, and that's why we like yeah. him, we like him, we yeah. like him. Yeah, it, the, the, but I mean, yeah. The, I mean, if I was a Chelsea fan, I, I think, you know, if I'm David Baddiel, who's a Chelsea fan, a lot of people assume he's a Tottenham fan, but he's not he's a Chelsea fan, mm. um, I would be like, I don't want to be tarred with this. You know, mm. if, if it was Arsenal fans that had done that, and it's, you know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, yeah, well, you'd be gutted if people are going to start judging you I mean, on, those, on that small you that group about, of fans. You talked about Anderlecht and your experience, and you know from yeah. conversations we've had as well about that I am one of few people. I mean, even in terms of kind of the... Um, Rape chance, things like that. I have an issue with that because I think that it's revisionism and it's ignorance and it's and it's deplorable. And so I will say something, and there's almost like that. Shh, you don't say stuff because it's it's just what happens. And the same sort of thing. And you're right. I've I've witnessed it firsthand going away in Europe, and it is particularly those sort of trips where you yeah. do you do hear it and see it. And and um, yeah, I was in Munich for some really catchy ditties about the war and various things like that. And it, it it's it does make you cringe inside. So yeah, most right thinking Chelsea fans, and I, it's a bit like some of my best friends. Some of my best friends are Chelsea fans, and they mm. are so appalled by yeah, it and yeah. so ashamed by it. Of course they are. It's, yeah. it's human decency. Well, I, I read today that the the English and the French police are, are collaborating on this yeah. and. They have a fair idea who yeah. these guys well, are. Well, there's the clear pictures of them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're going to get potentially three, three years in jail and a £30,000 yeah, fine. That would so be brilliant. That would, that would send a very strong yeah. message. There I is suspect. an element here that everyone was jumping on. Like, my Twitter timeline for, like, an hour during the evening was just that video being retweeted by different, yeah. different yeah. outlets. Yeah. And there was a bit of me going, I hope all these people have never sung a song about Adebayor's mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. And yeah, no, it's and it's like a revisionism thing that I was saying it, about. It's just like, it's equally acceptable, and, and we've got to look after it. And I think all we can do as Arsenal fans, and, and this goes out to everyone who goes to these away games, because I've been there, and I've sat with my mates, and you've heard people sing, you know, racist songs about, you know, Adderbury's mother washing mm. elephants and stuff. And that, and that I find despicable. It just, and so we need to, everyone who thinks that is not okay has got to tell someone who's singing that that's not okay. Because what was worrying is that from that video which is what 30 40 seconds very hard to tell what's really going on but it didn't seem like these guys were being opposed and that's no. what I te- i've got no. my phone out of me only because i texted a very good chelsea sporting friend of mine who was in paris mm. and i just sort of said you know i hope you weren't on that train you know and he goes no i wasn't on that train. I was kicking off all over town last night it was a naughty trip you have to remember by every time everyone's been drinking solidly for 12 hours and no one has any right mind to challenge yeah, people want to sing fine be chaotic Appreciate they probably Arsenal trips aren't that way, but as a club, that's the way it is for us. Mm. And that's worrying. No, that's not worrying. Nice. There's almost an exception. So, yeah. so that's gone cold against my theory. The, 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 your, the Chelsea fans are worse. But that's also saying, well, if you, if you have a few drinks, and you know, I like a few drinks, but I don't It's okay to be racist. It's racist. It's totally yeah. racist. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. But it's, it's an ap- apologist attitude from other fans. Yeah. Like, oh, well, oh, yeah, totally. It just, just happens. And that, yeah. that's, that's almost as worrying because it, mm. it becomes institutional. Mm. And as I say, Chelsea as a club, the club, are not racist. The problem lies in a large part of their fan base and the fact that seemingly there's a lack of self-policing. 
Yeah, completely. Um, right, let's on to much, much nicer matters. <laughs> How is Giroud the most handsome man in the Premier League? Trevor? I, I'm not sure I'm qualified to make a judgment, oh, come on. really. I, 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 honestly, I mean... I'm not, well, gay. I guess I'm not, I'm a, not gay, but I'm I guess human. he's a kind of okay-looking guy. I, I would rather he was... What about the hair? I'd rather he won golden boot than was voted top yeah. in his no. bar, frankly. See, I have an issue... All right, Gareth, <laughs> you insisted this was on the, uh, on the menu, apparently. Is it, is it most handsome? What's the actual wording? Uh, um, I think it was a sexist thing. It was, a, it was uh, my favourite bit of the whole study. Actually, it was nothing to do with Arsenal. Was the fact that the women of lower intelligence found that Paul Konchesky was the uh, most attractive <laughs> man in the Premier League. Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I obviously would go through him like a train. What I actually wanted to talk about, um, Olivier Giroud, uh, was more about his footballing ability. Right? I mean, and also the interviews he's given recently, which I think have been very revealing about a very like uh, lack of confidence. Uh, an intellig- and it displayed a bit, an element of intelligence, and we're used to our, our footballers footballing, but not necessarily being very bright. Right. I actually think he's quite a bright guy, and I think actually that he had a huge amount of self doubt about he constantly questions his his value, and actually I think that now with those players we're talking about earlier on being around him. He's Trevor. I don't. I don't think he ever will be, and nor do I want him to be Golden Boot because we've got. He's a fulcrum for our team. When you have the players that we have playing well and playing around him, he is a phenomenal asset. There is no one in the Premier League as good at what he does than him, and we've got the players to complement him. Now, the fact that he's now believing in himself is fantastic because then he's trying the flicks, he's doing that, and he's creating opportunities. And so many of our goals come through him, if not directly. I'm. A, I'm just a bit old-fashioned, and I believe strikers are there to score goals now. One of the things we've been going to talk about is, is, has he come on this season? Probably yes. And to me, if I was being charitable, I'd say he's gone from maybe, I don't know, seven to seven and a half out of ten. But he's never going to go a great deal further. If I, the question is really this for Arsenal fans. Would you rather have Giroud or Aguero? Not, a, not an oh, issue. Yeah. Would you rather have but Giroud... We couldn't, we couldn't play the system we could or we do Costa. now. With... I don't care. Or Costa, not an issue. Sturridge, would you not an issue. Even you... Harry Kane is a better footballer than... What, even... oh, Technically, he is a better footballer. <laughs> so, so, would you rather have Welbeck or Giroud up front? Giroud. Um, if I was... Uh, out of the two, I'd have Giroud, yes. Okay. I think, yeah. I think it, in which Sometimes case, you're massively underplaying his importance, and I don't think... To, to be fair, the only one of those players that is a replaceable player in our system is Costa. And because Costa, but but actually, what Costa does isn't—he's not as technically adept. He's not as vision. He doesn't have the same vision. He just makes nuisance for himself. So stuff would happen around him. He's basically—he scores like, goals. Yeah. He scores goals. That's mm. that's what he's there. Okay, yeah. so in which case, but then you look at the players I around him, and there are yeah. fewer goals being scored from other areas. He's he's dominating. He's a great great. Anyway, striker. enough of that. All right, Giroud. Oh, right. But because I found the story in French, weirdly, I found the French coverage of this story from Le Buzz, and its headline is Olivier Giroud est le joueur le plus sexy de Premier League. Um, he's number one, voting number one. I just want to read out. The, I think it'd be fascinated by the top ten. All right, sexiest players in the Premier League. Obviously, we're running out of time. This is crucial. You put it on the menu. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> no, no, I'm. Josh. I'm, I'm all for this. Olivier Giroud won. Was Two, this? Santiago Virginie of Sunderland. Yes, yes. Hot. Yes. Three, Matty James of Leicester City. That's oh. that of left field, really? isn't it? That is left field. He's, boy, he's got boy band looks. I oh, think. okay. Yeah, yeah. Four, Paul Konchesky, as you mentioned. Yeah, Leicester City. Lower intelligence. Five, Jason Shackle of Burnley. I literally cannot Burnley came him. top as a club. Yeah. Did they? Mm. Burnley's got the highest players. Mm. Right, amazing. Six, Eric <laughs> Peters of Stoke. Seven, I'm fully in favour of this because hopefully he'll be an Arsenal player in a few months' time. Morgan Schneiderlin, seven. So then we could have two in the top ten. I'm, I'm surprised oh, Debussy like didn't. Yeah, okay. Eight, eight, Nasser Chadley. 
Really? Smol- Talk- smouldering. I don't think so. Hey, you Nine. Go on. This is a big survey. Two hundred fifty people. We've got to knock yeah. it. Nine. Kieran by, Clark by, by Paddy Power. Kieran Clark in America. Ast- Aston Villa and ten. Ben Foster of West Brom. Mm. Not the best team in the world. If you put them all together, no, they're rubbish. Well, is there a goalkeeper? Ben, ben Foster's boss eyed, isn't he? Sorry, um, this is this is now completely <laughs> blown up. Boss eyed, like he's got a funny eye. Do you think the whole thing's yeah. satirical? Maybe I think the whole thing's uh, an elaborate right now, joke. Right now, I, it's, it's lost its impact for me yeah. because of the Ben Foster okay. inclusion. Quickly, we haven't got long. Let's we talk, we talk, Oh yes, we talked about Wilshire going back. That's fine because all the rumours. He's not going to go. No, he's not going. No. What, what about what about the? I mean, we mentioned the tickets for United game. Yeah. What do you actually think of our chances on the field? Well, I'm so bored of going to Old Trafford because we yeah. just lose yeah, every I, time. I've yeah. always refused I, to go. I've either had very good moments or very bad moments. Nothing in between. It's, I think it's something like just, one... Not, this is not just at Old Trafford. This is anywhere. Yeah. I think it's something like one win in 15. Oh. They, they are the poorest team to beat in. us this season by a long way. We were, that, was, that, was the, that was the performance that upset me most this season because we were good, they were bad, yet they won. Yeah. And there is that element of a hoodoo, which annoys me. And you know, me. you're aware that we're playing them on the 16th of May. It's the penultimate game the of the season. The penultimate game of the season. United's yeah. last time. We are yeah. better than them. We will finish above them in the league and we'll win this game. I, I hope we do. I mean, I, I just remember listening to... remember listening to. To a radio station after that United game you mentioned, where Adrian Durham was talking about um, the the master tactician of uh, Van Halen. Right, so your master plan was let's make our keeper make five great saves in the first twenty minutes, and then get our left back to slice one into his own net. That was the master plan. But the problem is, you're right. There is a hoodoo. There is now some kind of psychological block. Yes. And I think if I was Van Hal, I'd be using it in their dressing room, saying this lot can't beat us. Oh, they cannot beat us. It doesn't matter whether it's him or yeah. Moyes or. I Fergie. totally disagree with Gareth. I think we're going to finish below. Them. I've got that big bet with you. How much to be better? 50 pounds? 50 pounds. 50 pounds. Uh, I might put it up if we do come up with Man United. Yeah, we can't stop change it depending on what happens. 50 pounds. I think we'll finish below. We'll finish. I think Man United are playing shit and they're still winning. It's annoying, yeah, they're, isn't they're, it? They're, 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 <laughs> they're, they're the only team Trev. in the top half that are, the, that are lower than the sum of their, all their yeah, parts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and but, I think at some point he's got to start fine anyway. But, but as much as the psychological has got to be the reverse, going well, last time we came to Manchester, I know it was you know City, we did do the unexpected. So maybe maybe I we can have a twice in a season. I think we're stronger, and I think with those the attacking players we've got back and the fitness issues that have been like put to a side, I think they are they will be worried about our. I think so. Do you, I was listening to Stephen Reid, the Burnley player on Five Live the other night. Oh, yeah. and he was saying he was part of the Burnley team that went there the other way, and he said he's been part of you know more than an, I don't, more than ten teams that have gone to Old Trafford to play. And he said, "Never has he, you know, had a team that's had so many chances and had so much of the no. ball and created so many opportunities. Back, I couldn't back, believe it." Their back four is a lower half back four. It's even worse than ours. Oh yeah, much worse than ours. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think we're going. So there's a bit there's of no hope. way we're going to beat beat them. And we're going to take. I don't know. If we, do you think we'll sell out our allocation? Eight thousand six. It'd be interesting. I think we will. I think, oh yeah, I think so. But then on the Monday night, and yeah. only four hundred fifty can get in the train, and probably only about hundred in first class with me. <laughs> Shotgun first class, by the way. Everyone, Friday ten a.m. We're all in the queue. 10 a.m. It's fine. They'll stay the night. It's fine. Arsenal fans, they can afford it. Um, okay. Uh, I say that jokingly, by the way. I don't, I don't, yeah, We're not all in club let's, level like you, Paul. No, no, all right. Let's talk about the... Uh, let's predict the next two games, the key We've got climax. Palace and Monaco. Palace and Monaco to talk about. So, Pal- so as you very quite rightly pointed out... Very, yes. Yeah. As you quite rightly pointed out, Trevor, we haven't got a great record at Palace, although we did sneak a 2-0 win last season, but played quite badly. Yeah, we did. I, I'm a bit concerned about this game. I think this game and the away game at QPR are the two that really concern me that you would think mm, maybe they shouldn't but I think they're going to be tough yeah. I am going to go for a 1-1 draw oh, at Southwest. 1-1. I think 
the fact that it's not on telly will do us a favour. I think the fact is it's it's just a, it's a three it's just yeah, a three o'clock yeah, late yeah. So I think that actually we'll go there. We'll get a two nil victory again or something similar. I think, mm. and there'll be not that much problem ceremony because Pardew loves the cameras. If you see his reaction to any goal they scored, he knows they're watching <laughs> him, and therefore he will try ultra. I'm, I'm obsessed with this. I love this. I, it, will be, it, will be on, it will be on match of the day. Yeah, there will be some cameras there. Chunky will have his moment, but uh, yeah, the, uh, be, I think I think it'll be, I think it'll be a, a pretty again professional win. Okay. It'd be a very interesting statistical analysis to do <laughs> of his games that were live on TV. Yeah, that's a brilliant theory. against those that were. He gets more points per game. I know he's injured, but they also can't play Sonogo. So there you go. We're, oh. we're, we're already. Uh, yeah, we're safe. So, <laughs> Josh, two one, two one. We'll sneak, it, sneak another win. Yeah, one two. I'm going to go for. Um, I think I'm going to go for one nil. Yeah, it's going to be fairly excruciating, but we're kind of just about winning the end. More uh, slightly, I don't know why I say more exciting. It is more exciting. The Monaco game, I feel Wednesday. It's going to be great. Monaco. A red action doing something for the Monaco game. I feel like they said they might for the first Champions League game back. You know, after. Are you going? Monaco. Yeah, I'll be there. Excellent. Yeah, looking forward to it. You know, it's been like the first time we've had one of these round of sixteen games in a while where you go, yeah, we're favourites. Like, you know, why, yeah, why can't true. we win? Maybe we need Alex Ferguson to come in and say how that we do. We've had our motivational speaker, we're fine. <laughs> I think We've I'm, got a bloke who likes running. I'm very confident in this game. Very confident. There are a few familiar faces in the um, Monaco team. Berbatov, obviously, and they've got Jean Moutinho, the yeah. Portuguese player. Cut Ricky player. Carvalho plays for Monaco. Yeah. Um, but I, I, they're, they're a very average team in a very average league. You take PSG out because of the money. I, I think 3 nothing are going to... 3 nothing. 3 nothing. The Whoa. second leg will be unimportant, Boyd. Okay. Well, I'm going to that. Are you going, Boyd, in the end, to the second leg? No, because um, uh, we didn't sort it Derm- Yeah, Dermot's <laughs> doing this, like, 24-hour dance thing for Corey Relief. That on that day, on the day of the It's game. around that time, yeah. It's, so. it's, yeah. Pull, 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 it's pulled focus. I'm not capable of, of sorting out tickets myself, so there we go. But Boyd, go on, you'll be there. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying and probably not on a first class train. Let's hope there will be to Manchester. Let's hope there are no, getting a plane. Private there are no jet, races in Monaco. You're right? not getting the Orient Express. I thought that would be a nice no, yeah, no, I was at Leighton Orient last night, though, <laughs> on an Orient link, who had, who had read for and lost 2 0 to Bradford that's, that's, and are like going down. It's very sad. Crept into Partridge territory there, that link. The Orient. The Orient. I'm sorry. That was brilliant. This is why I don't present most. <laughs> Come on, Josh. I already said we're going to win 2-1. Oh, did you? I missed mm. it. Oh, no, no, no. no against I, Monaco, 2-0. 2-0. You've just reminded me. I've, very, very briefly. I worked with a young a trainee producer once who asked me why a Montpellier were playing um, Orient. I said, no, no, it's Lorient, not Orient. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah, it's been a while since Leighton had European football down <laughs> yeah. at Brisbane yeah. Road. Uh, Gareth Parker, what's going to happen in this uh, uh, Monaco game? Do you know what? I think I'm with Trevor 3-0. 3-0. Wow. Boy, you're going to make it a clean sweep. I'm going to make it a 3-1. Three. Wow. We, yeah, that's dangerous. That's the away goal. We don't want that. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing I think that we are. Fully <laughs> It'll make capable, my trip more interesting. Fully capable. It'll make your trip more interesting. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I've been to Monaco. It's very nice. Um, yeah. On that bombshell. <laughs> on that bombshell, we can <laughs> fancy, see you. Fancy that. That on was that almost Alan Wicker-like, wasn't it? <laughs> on that Alan Wicker meets Alan Partridge bombshell. <laughs> we'll all uh, be watching you on the early hours of. Please God, stay up and watch me on the office. I've got a Paul Smith suit specially made oh, for me. That's exciting. have you? Yeah. Do they pay for that? They've Sky. given me they've a budget for suits. Amazingly, they've they've given me a suit to wear. That's that's the kind of thing that goes on now in my life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So as many mentions of my Paul Smith suit as possible, please. Well, can we? Is there a hashtag especially for the suit? Yeah. We can get going? There is a link. There was a link, and it, I don't know whether you guys are going. There's a uh, Bob Wilson's doing a London Football Awards thing in a few in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and I also uh, am wearing a Paul Smith suit to oh. that as well, which is nice. But um, 
for me, not the, the same one. You haven't got all got that point. Yeah. You've got the same size. Yeah, rolled up trousers. Okay. Um, no, that's what I just wanted to mention it before the end of the show because I think sizes. Uh, when is it? The guys, is there the still guy, tickets? The, like, I think there are still tickets. I think if you go to the Willow Foundation, um, who I know um, Bob's been on here and we're all very big supporters of, and obviously oh, yeah. um, I did a little bit of work with him a while ago. Uh, just going to be a really fun event, um, even if Harry Kane does win Best oh. London Youngster. Good call. Thanks and thanks, thanks, Bear. Thanks, well, thank the you. bear. Thank you for having thanks, me. Thanks, Trevor. Not the bear. <laughs> Definitely not. And we're uh, back next week. We're back next week at some point. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.